We're talking travel, and we do it for our sponsor, Travel on King, and Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. Sally, we're looking at things that can make your travelling easier today, and there's a number of things, a number of tips and a number of little bits of information that you've come up with. I have. It's a little bucket of everything today, but hopefully it might answer some of your questions that you get a bit worried about at times. Um, Firstly, I'm going to talk about baggage locks. Now, you know, everyone... That's a good, important thing to talk about. It Mm. is isn't it? And with the USA, where the people might not realise this, and also apparently with the UK now as well, with increased sorry, security at airports, there are times when what they call TSA agents or Transport Security Administration agents need to check your bags before they join you on the plane. Unbeknownst to you, your bag can be opened and the lock protecting your gear can be broken and rendered useless if they can't get into your suitcase. Now, some people say, oh, well, I just don't lock my suitcase and I don't pack anything important in it. That is good on the one hand, but then that means that someone else who is not so nice can slip an item into your bag too if it's not locked and then you're stuck with that item. That's the worry. It is the worry. So you can get these locks at various places. I mean, you can Google it if you want. It's easy to find. Um, you know, even people such as Bunnings have them, various bag stores, you know, any of those outdoor stores etc so just check that make sure you've got a lock that they what that allows them to do they have a master key that lets them unlock these TSA locks okay so that's just an important thing to consider when you're looking at your luggage what to buy what sort of locks to get so, so we'll have security marked on it can yeah. open them but they can. the normal general public can't no no, they can't. And also, as I said, they will have on the uh, little packaging, it will indicate whether it is a TSA-approved lock. So look for it like you look for your heart tick or you look for whatever. It'll have a little tick indicating it's TSA-approved. So just in, in, do that. The other thing I'd like to talk about is insurance. We've had a number of occasions, and only recently we've had one where a client may get their insurance claim rejected. Um, with regard to baggage. Now, there's a lot of reasons why that could happen. First of all, if no official police report was obtained. Now, that is a must. Um, if not a police report, I mean, if, if it's sort of somewhere where you haven't got time to get to a police station, say it was at the airport or the hotel on departure, you'd still have to get a written report from an airline or um, a hotel. Your your word is not good enough. Okay? This is if something goes missing or yeah, is missing, damaged? Missing, stolen, damaged. Yep. Whatever, lost. Um, and also people don't seem to understand what unattended means. Now, you must never leave your personal items, like even you, you put it in a bathroom stall or you leave a wallet on a shop counter, that won't be covered. Or leave something somewhere, you, you go swimming and you put a bag, which is in this instance, over the back of a chair or under a chair, which a lot of people do. Um, you won't be covered. So you've got to have that bag in your possession or be with it at all times. So, like touching it, perhaps. Well, maybe. your bag should be next to your suitcase. You should be aware of it being next to you. If it's a woman with her handbag, you should be hanging onto it. It should be over your shoulder. You don't sit down at a restaurant and hang it over the back of your seat or put it under your seat. This is where most thefts occur of handbags and happen quite regularly. And quite often, that's quite cunning. They'll, they'll get you chatting. And while you're chatting, the other person will have slipped your bag away. So be extremely, because, you know, in this instance, every, all their passports, money, everything, they're on their way to the airport having one last drink at a bar. The lady had her coat and handbag over the back of a bar. They'd drunk in regularly, you know, initially. And um, the thing was her husband was looking at her, so you'd think he would have seen. She didn't feel anything. He didn't see anything. Mm. So that's how clever that can be. 
and you're not covered by insurance if you're not if you're you'll, you'll not be, attending your you're your luggage yes mm. so and the other thing too you must lodge your claim within 30 days or an indication that you'll be having a claim okay within 30 days of returning um and also just make sure you take the right amount of insurance for where you're going to cover the destinations and, and you know, the relevant places. It's, that's important as well. Um, and as I said, proof of purchase is another thing you've got to have for lost or stolen goods. Um, if you haven't got it, if it was a ring or something, you might be able to go to that, that camera store or jewellery store and get them to give you a written valuation of the item because they will need that as well. Um, I've, I've mentioned the right level of cover. And also an excess can be high with some insurance companies. And honestly, to... Um, alleviate that, you can just pay a very small fee and you have no excess. And with most insurance companies, it's only 20 or $25. And that'll alleviate having to pay a 100 or more if you do have a claim. So for just that small amount at the beginning, that just saves you that worry as well. So as I said, what typical situations aren't covered? We've covered a lot of them, but like items left in a hotel room or hotel luggage room after checkout, items left behind an aircraft, ship, train, taxi, bus, whatever, um, any other things like that, anything unattended in a motor vehicle, like if you hired a car and left items in there unattended, they don't consider that that's attended again. So I don't know what you're supposed to do if you've got to rent a car with your suitcase in it then you're not going to carry your suitcase around with you, are you? But you've got to be careful with these insurance policies and you really need to talk to them. They've usually got a toll-free number. Talk to an expert. The travel agent isn't an insurance person. They are an agent for that insurance company. We will always give you the best advice that we can, but there are certain in-depth questions. If you want really the fine print explained properly, you really need to ring the insurance company if you're ever unsure or not sure of what you're exactly covered or not covered for. I also say to people, look at what you're not covered for. Mm. Look at the exclusions. Um, They're the easiest things. And also things like pre-existing conditions. Be very careful with that. And make sure if it's an area where you might need it, you've got a medical evacuation and you've got 24-hour emergency assistance available with the company that you've taken out your insurance policy. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and we do it for our sponsor, Travel on King. And we're looking at things to make your travelling just that little bit easier as you go around the world. Things, countries which are a little bit different from Australia. They are, Jane. And bartering, it's not something we're used to doing in Australia, right? Very true. And it's one of those things that happens in a foreign country quite often, and it can be a daunting task. I mean, there's no, you know, advertised rules or regulations about bartering, and it's hard to know when it's expected and when it's not. Um, so Travelex, who you, we you know, use for our money and cash passport cards, etc., have come out with a bartering guide. Um, for example, in India, as they say, having been to the second best Marigold Hotel last night, I thought it was quite funny, um, every transaction is negotiated, which means that shopping's a very slow process. Of course, the bartering goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Um, in Spain, the economic downturn has made bartering harder. Uh, travels can aim still for a 30 to 40% discount in markets, um, with merchants more likely to reduce their prices at either the beginning or the end of the day. Ah, oh, that's a good tip. So there you go. Now, this is just a list of some of the countries they've, they've given me here. Um, for example, Thailand in the street markets, it says up to 50% you can barter them down. Um, and don't forget the value of the BART because you might only be haggling over a few cents. So please don't be awful when you barter. When you're looking at places like that, 
the amount of barter is huge to the dollar. So, you know, you're still probably getting a pretty good deal. Bali aimed for 30%, and it is a way of life in Bali everywhere, shops, markets, village stalls, you know. Um, don't shop with a tour group if possible. Um, go on your own uh, because it will include a commission for the tour guide. <laughs> of course, and they'll take you. Oh, you must visit my brother's shop. I have my my sister owns. Yes, okay, you don't do that. Um, Japan, they said, even there in flea markets and in some shops selling electronic goods, you can aim for ten percent. But if you're really keen on a bargain, you shop after seven p.m. on a Sunday when many shops are keen to shift their goods before the end of the day. Mm. So that's another interesting one, isn't it? Dubai, you can aim for fifty percent in the souks. Um, and carry coins and small value notes. Um, otherwise, it's going to be very hard to convince a trader that you don't have very much money to spend if you start pulling out large notes, okay? So be a bit smart. Um, China, up to 90% at wow. markets and at tourist hotspots. Um, and they say walk away if the price isn't as low as you'd like because you'll be called back for negotiation. <laughs> Turkey aim for 40% in the marketplaces, and they say don't show too much enthusiasm for one article. Okay, or the merchant will know when they've got the upper hand. Be cool. Be cool. Um, Greece, 50% at independent merchants and in street and flea markets, and they say always be polite and take your time. North Africa, 50% in souks and bazaars, but don't attempt to haggle over the price of food. Uh, that's just, you don't do that. Um, South Africa, 40% at markets, and again, shopping at the end of the day for the best prices. Same as we said in Spain, and similar thing again there. Um, Peru, 40% in independent shops and markets, and they say be assertive in cities, but more gentle in your approach with the villages, and again, be, be thoughtful about the value of the currency. Um, Brazil aim for 20% in stalls and markets, Mexico, 50%. But they say always take your own calculator and be clear on the exchange rates. So they're just some little hints and tips there. And well, I suppose you can expect to get a bit of a discount if you're buying two or three of the yes. similar items. Yes, you might have it without going with a group. You might, the few people might go and have a look and then you might walk away and come back just one of you and say, oh, I'll have six of those, but you might be buying for six people, you know yeah, what I mean? That's a way of doing it. And do it that way. And that, they're not going to think, oh, here's a group, you know, mm. so do it that way. Um, Another little thing, Jane, with these are free in China. Um, they do have uh, some of the cities, not all cities, have a 72-hour visa-free transit policy for foreign visitors who are going on to a third country. Okay, so it's not if you're going into China from here and back to Australia for a holiday. It's if you're transiting China en route to somewhere else. And you can get this 72-hour free transit if you hold passports that are issued by countries that are on that visa-free transit scheme, which we are, Australian passport holders. And there's a few cities like Beijing, you can do it. I think Shanghai, Guangzhou, I think are the three major ones. And there's some others probably coming online because there's more and more Chinese airlines are coming to fly into Australia. We're getting that increase because even with Korea... They've got so many of the people from those. It's not so much us travelling there, it's them travelling here and returning. So they're getting an increase in, in um, the amount of travellers from Asia coming down into Australia. So, But that's still good for us. So if you're sort of transiting on your way to Europe, at least you, for just a three-day stopover, you don't have to worry about getting a visa. So that's just something good. And we will look forward to talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news. Thank you, Sally Thank Lucas. Thank you, Jane. On 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King.